This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Hey guys, this is part two of my interview with Rosalind Renee. I want to remind you guys before we get into this about our Time with God challenge that is coming up next month in March. If you go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge, you will see all of the details. I'm super excited about the speakers that we have, the prayer call, the sessions, the Bible studies, and really just us all coming together as a community to recommit to spending time with God, getting consistent in our time with God and really being relentless about seeking him. So if you have been struggling in that area, if you're looking for tools and accountability, Check out the society. We are doing this as a free trial. So if you go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge, you can get on the list. And then we'll shoot you an email when the challenge is getting ready to start so that you can activate your free trial and join us. I cannot wait to see you in there. Go to, again, blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge for more information. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Let's talk about business for a second. You're a full-time entrepreneur, We talked about the faith and all of that. Let's talk about the logistics of really adjusting to this lifestyle and building a business that's sustainable to like take care of you because that is extremely important. And it's very, I'm not going to say it's hard, but it's something that's intentional that you really have to, to build out effectively so that you can sustain your life as it is and the lifestyle that you want to live. So talk to us about just really the business building aspect of this new transition. Yeah. So I was the person as a side hustler that felt like they had to have every system, every single subscription, every single fancy website. And what I've learned is to make money. You don't need so many things. You really need to just get clear on who you're serving, how you serve them, Um, I would say really coming up with like some key offerings that you can consistently promote. But also um, what I've also learned in this business too, is that 
giving myself the time to not hop to the next thing, like really sticking with one thing and perfecting it um, and not being so quick to hop to this. Because I think when we see success and we start to see like, oh, things are great. You're so ready to hop to the next thing that you don't stick with what you have. And I think as an, as a people who have an audience, there is something to be said about consistent time with something. I've been doing the, the podcast for four years now. There have been times I'm like, okay, this is cool, but uh, where is the coin, sis? Okay. Um, and so there can be times where you feel like I need to hop out of this, but we don't realize that really watering the seed is important. So when it comes to like sustaining a business, you really need to get clear, like money needs to be a conversation with yourself, um, the way you spend money, the way you make money, but also your expenses, all of those things, and really being clear on what it takes to run a business financially. Um, there are things you have to pay for, but there are things that are necessary to have. And so for me, I think it was being clear on my offerings. What do I want to, what do I want to charge? Um, I recently gave myself a raise, which I was like shaking in my boots about child. And (laughs) But, but my expenses are going up. I have a license now. I also want to be able to serve at a higher way in a way that's like going to be helpful for my client, but also because of what I'm offering, your investment goes way farther than what you pay. And I feel like the value offering is really important. So just getting more practical, like you have to really look at your numbers. You have to really, because if you don't show up, your income is going to be impacted. Like if I don't show up, If I don't do content, if I don't record a podcast, if I don't plan out what I'm offering, if I don't market, I'm not going to get paid. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important to know that on the front end, like you can't be shaking in your boots to ask somebody to come to something and sell it. Like you can't, in order to run a business, you have to sell, Mm -hmm. period. I I don't, there's just, you have to ask for the sale. So you can't be scared of that. It takes time to learn how to do, but really just focusing on who you serve, your audience, um, how you serve them, and then running the business consistently is really being very diligent about your schedule. I don't care what anybody says. You have to be diligent on your schedule. You have to be adjusted. Being an entrepreneur is cool, y'all. There's a lot of freedom in it, but I'm not sitting in my bed twiddling my thumbs. Like I'm getting up working. Like people talk about the freedom and the lifestyle of entrepreneurship. Hey, sis, it's work. Yeah. And it's really even work mentally, like you're the one showing up. So you're not, you're creating the systems with a job you can go to and they're telling you what to do. You're creating that. And mm-hmm. so it takes a lot of responsibility. It's, it can be demanding, but it's not to the point to where it's, it's not sustainable if you're really being diligent with your schedule and how you want to run it. And I think the other thing too is having people around you that also are running a business so you can like bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the most other helpful things is just having a community of people that you can um, just kind of talk to and get other perspectives on. So when we were talking about faith, we talked about ease and we're both results driven people. So now yeah. as you're building out this business and looking to see the results as far as reach numbers, income, all of that, how are you balancing Because we have to pay attention to results, right? The data matters and we make a lot of strategic decisions based off of data. So how do you balance the ease with moving according to the data? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just having a constant state and mindset of refinement. So like, for example, perfect example of this, um, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching. 
um, getting people to me in the easiest way is super important to me. So Mm -hmm. I would just tell people, Hey, go to my booking link, but I wasn't really offering a way for them to like get to it. So I was one, I remember at one point really trying to like figure out how can I drive people to this link to sign up for me in January. I think I had like between December and January, I had like 15 sales calls. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, how are these people getting to me so fast? Because I refined my system and really changed the way that I wanted my audience to be able to get to me. That reflected in me being able to look at my data of, okay, all these people say they want to work with me. I need to create something that's going to get them to me. And so seeing that actually work helped me understand that's working. Mm-hmm. Podcast, perfect example. Being able to see what people enjoy listening to helps me to be able to then craft messages, craft offerings, be able to say, okay, maybe I can make something that is is helpful for them here. Um, and if I'm seeing sales from that, that lets me know, hey, this is working. Because the thing that I think we don't also talk about is sales is a direct it, a reflection of impact. Like if what I am doing is selling is impactful and it's happening consistently, this is a byproduct of seeing something working. But the balance of ease is also knowing like, for example, launching in general is stressful. Like it's just, it is because you're concerned about when are people signing up? Are they going to pay all these kinds of things that come up? I really pay attention to my spirit when I'm launching because I know that I can only do so much, but if I'm getting, giving value, I have to make sure I understand that no matter what I have, I only have control over me. So I think when it comes with ease, it's really understanding that um, God can do a lot more with my small work than what I can try to hustle and push so hard. So I think to answer your question really with the data is really knowing your data, but also being paying attention to knowing that as things grow, I'm going to learn as I go. Um, I hope that makes sense. Cause it, cause it's very important to know your numbers. Like you gotta, like, you can't be scared of the numbers. You can't be scared of looking at your books. You can't be scared of looking at the data because it says something. And if something's not working, you got to be open to to adjust. Business is not just um, a numbers game. It's a it is a results game, but it also is controlling your results to know that um, you can't be scared of looking at the numbers mm-hmm. and knowing to when to adjust when necessary. So you say a lot that launching is stressful. What's stressful about it? I'm curious. So I think, okay, so for me, I'm launching a program. Um, Launching is just tiring. I think when you're just like doing content, you're talking all the time, it Mm -hmm. it just pulls something out of you. Again, you're selling. So selling is like, I know what number I want to get to. I want, I got to show up and sell. So I think it's just unpredictable. I think the unpredictability of launching can be stressful um more so now that I've done it over a course of time I've learned what works and what doesn't work like for recently I launched my class I launched that for a month and did it through the podcast and mostly all the people that came were through the podcast which I told Taylor when she was looking at me like I didn't even think like this is a driving place and so I've only been telling you that for three years but I also think I'm also seeing the fruits of my labor. Um, and yeah. so uh, along with stress, it's 
it goes back to really kind of toning in your hustler mentality to know that God really does take care of you. So mm-hmm. I think the stressful part is not trying to go into survival mode. Cause mm-hmm. again, I think that's probably more so the stress, not going to survival mode or strive mode, or I got to prove mode, but more so just like I provide the value. People are going to choose whether or not they want to invest. And that's not me. Yeah. So it's really just taming your emotions. I would probably say is the most stressful thing. Yeah, I wanted to add to ask that too, because I think a lot of times we put so much on the launch when simply a launch is an introduction of a service that's now ready or a product that's now ready for sale. That's really it. And what what will make launching easy, talking about marrying the ease with the results, is the ease be, is a part of the system. So how can I make introducing a new product or service easy? And so for me, what I'll be trying to tell (laughs) y'all is that the podcast, you know, what I've discovered is podcasting makes selling easy for me. Uh, Baby, Uh, girl, proved to be true. I mean, I I was surprised just Mm -hmm. um, the focus point. And Tatum been telling me since last year, like focus more on the podcast. And I've been like, okay, girl, I'm gonna do that. And I really been really focusing on, I think last year is really honing in on what my episodes, like I want them to be very targeted Mm -hmm. and like, I want to give you everything in this 20 minutes, 25 minutes is. And so that has translated into listenership growing. And I just guess I'd be like, okay, maybe because, because you hear content, you hear do content, you hear do Instagram, you hear do all this other stuff, but truly your podcast is a constant nurturing. I am constantly nurturing every week. I don't have to prove value because I'm giving you value consistently. That's not being um, fought with the algorithm. I don't have to sit there and put up no camera and do nothing fancy. I'm really talking and giving value. And I know what I know is valuable. And so to be able to do that on the podcast, it translated into the data. And so now my mindset is, I'm holding in on the podcast all in 2022, sis, because I want to be able to also drive this to be the main thing so that it can be easy Um, because I put in work for four years. Like this has been the thing I've done for three years solid. Um, It'll be four years this year, which is crazy. And it's like, there's reaping because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would add too, for those of you guys who are listening with the data, and really overcoming the emotions of it because it's real, especially when it's like these platforms or whatever that you're running, you're the face of it, you're the voice, you're the teacher, the coach, all of these things, your emotions are invested in it. Mm -hmm. Right. But a part of what I've realized heavily um, is that a part of being the executive is I have to emotionally detach myself from all of that and focus specifically on making strategic decisions for my business to grow. So there's a time for me to be like, oh, I wish that, but it's not right now while I'm planning um, whatever it is that we're trying to do next. And so a huge part of success is self-awareness and self-regulation. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. 
The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can give Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Oh, baby, that regulation piece, mm-hmm. because you're right. Your systems really drive how your business runs. And if you got failing systems, sis, it is going to be very seen. Mm-hmm. If you have failing, flailing systems, basically, and they're not in order, you're going to tell. 
Um, and I think we have to, we do have to disconnect from that because it's not us. And I think the easy part is because it's our business is to direct the impact on us. But really, if it's something is out of whack, it's the business. It's not necessarily you, but how are you running the business and the systems? And that regulation piece is huge. Yeah. And when building out those systems, I think a, a mistake a lot of people make is because they're new or they don't know, they go straight into learning and maybe being taught by people and all of this. So then you get caught up in the web of people who are trying to bring you into their systems and their sales funnels and you're learning all of what they use. But it's important too. success does leave success leaves clues and there's a place for all of that. But it's important for you as the business owner to know what's going to work for your business. And I think heavily about like with the process that we created for our retreats and our academy with Anchor Media is one that I wasn't seeing other people do. To where the back then the system was a webinar, live class that leads to something and leads to something else. And then they work, then you work with them one-on-one or something like that. I didn't want to do that. So again, easy. I don't want to prepare for a class to bait you in. I want you to just come so we can talk about (laughs) growing your podcast. Like I didn't want to do that. So I'm like, Hmm, how can I take a separate approach to where I'm doing what is easiest, you know, easy and what's going to work for me. I'm like, okay, let me just do an open house instead as the introduction. So I'm not teaching you anything, but I'm just giving you an inside look of the company and what we do and what we're, what our program is and all of those things. And then from there, you can decide if you want to continue you know, to apply to work with us. Because another thing for me with that was with helping people with their podcast, it's a lot of foolish podcasts out. Like, Baby, girl, talk about it. And people that aren't committed. Yes. So you have that. You have people who just want to gossip for an hour. You have people who want to men who want to just talk ridiculousness for however long on their shows. And so for me, a big part of knowing I know how to take podcasts to the next level. I prove that concept. Another aspect of launching easy is prove your concept, have results, because I can say this is what we've done, and people can say I want the therapy as a Christian package. Okay, she, she is the um, po- she's the podcast godfather, y'all. Just so, you know. so with that, it's like okay, it's easy to sell because all you're, all I'm doing is applying what has already worked for others to you. That's it. So I looked at it like okay, here's the open house. We're just going to tell you what we've done, what we do, and if you want to do it or not, let us know. But then on the, the business side. I don't want to work with everybody and I can't because I, I do not care to help shows that go against biblical principles. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to amplify platforms that are being ruled by things that are opposite to what I believe in as a believer in Christ. So with that, I can't work with everybody. So the system had to be built because if I didn't create a system that allowed me to filter, so to speak, that would be a lot of work on my end of filtering that out. Like, Oh crap. Oh, I I can't work this person no more. They started and they stopped. It becomes so chaotic. So then keeping in mind my goals and the integrity I want to maintain, it's like, okay, how do I determine then who I work with? So we have people apply to come to the retreat. Um, And so that allows us to learn more about you, your idea and all of that before inviting you to come. Because if you just bought a ticket and came, then I've now contributed to a bunch of platforms that I may not believe in because I don't have any controls in place to filter it out. So again, that's a that's just a system and it works. So it's like, okay, we have the open house. We have people apply to retreat. We send out invites. They come to the retreat. They join our program. 
five steps. So then now when it comes to launching it again, because we do it a few times a year, okay, we've capped usually around like 30 something. I think we've capped it at the most at like 30 something people because I didn't, I wanted to keep the retreats a little intimate. Now moving forward, I'm like, I want to take more people. So instead of recreating a wheel, it's a, it's a data game. So I'm like, okay, how many people came to the open house and how many people applied, how many people came? So I'm looking at all of these numbers. So now based off of what the data tells me, now we have a a marketing goal of this is how many people need to come to the open house now in order to reach this new goal, because we know what it takes to get to the 30 something. Now let's multiply that by three or four to get to the 90, 100 something that we want to have. So it you have to disconnect yourself from the emotions of it. Like, oh, I want to have all these people and I've capped it up to this point. And I don't know if, uh, now I'm anxious because let's see if we can make it. No, let's. And I think you, I think even you explaining that makes it more focused on the direction. When you're flailing emotionally, you don't really have any direction. And I think that becomes a thing that <clears throat> in business you have to. Even with God telling me to plan for the year and plan out my offerings, I had never done that before. When I say I'm going into the year so calm because I know exactly what I'm doing each and every month, it gives direction. And so, like you said, working to know what you're doing based on numbers takes the launch process to understand if these are the people that want to come, this is what we need to do to get to that number. Mm -hmm. So it really just gives you direction. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And again, having those processes built out even when you start bringing other people on, it makes it easy. So you're not bringing people into chaos. So that just that business planning is something I feel like is not talked about enough because it's a lot of chaotic businesses that look really, really good on the surface. A lot of people dress up chaos very, very well. It's dressed up in a lot of followers. It's dressed up in luxury items. It's dressed up in all of these things, but the foundation is horrible. So I want people of faith to really build sustaining businesses, sustaining businesses and lifestyles that really honor God that have impact and, you know, are it's really accomplishing everything that he's called them to do. So I'm glad that we did touch on that. Um, but speaking of businesses, let's talk about your program because a part of that yeah. too all of that really is time management is making sure that you're productive, making sure that you yeah. know how to, that you're showing up and, and making it fit into the other, the other things you have going on. So talk to us a bit about show up sis in the program. Yeah. So show up sis was um, I've been doing coaching now for two years. It started off with a couple of friends asking me like how you manage and all this stuff, sis. First of all, I do think that the balance can be, there's seasons of bounds and there's seasons of just you got you busy sis but mm-hmm. I do think that you really do have to have um control over your time and I also think that you can have control over your time and not feel like you're burning yourself on both ends and so um I had a couple friends I ran through like a like a thing of coaching never never even promoted it for a year I really didn't even promote this idea for a year and after I had Elijah my son I basically was like, I need to get back into it. I don't know what's going on. I need to get my, I need to get my schedule and my, um, my just work back in order. 
And so I told myself, like, I'm going to show up, sis. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. And it became like a thing I just started to tell myself. And so from there, I launched a program. I, I sat on it for like two months. Like I was like, I ain't going to do this because it was my first time ever offering a four-figure offer. It's like, I'm not going to do this. Like nobody's going to pay for this. Like this is not going to work. This is not going to happen. Just immediately killed it before I even did it. And um, before even launching it, I went back through and did some market research with my previous one-on-one clients. I had helped around like 60 clients at that point. And I asked all of them, hey, what were you struggling with as to why you were procrastinating? That was one of the biggest things that a lot of them said they struggled with was procrastination, follow through execution, um, really creating routines that worked for them, finding time for self-care, finding time to where they felt some sense of balance. And a lot of them said it really call came into a point of self-sabotage. And they mm-hmm. said they basically sabotaged anything that was like going well or they felt like they couldn't show up. They felt like they couldn't manage. And so they just really like downplayed a lot of the stuff that they wanted to do. A lot of them were saying things like, I feel like if I try to go and do X, Y, and Z, it's going to fail. If I do try to self-care, um, people are going to be angry with me, just no boundaries, a lot of perfectionism. And so I I did, when I did the research, I realized, and God kind of also brought this to me, was when we self-sabotage and put off or we downplay or we procrastinate or we even um, just try to want instant gratification, we automatically tell ourselves this is not going to work. And that thought process, it just inundates procrastination because we put off, we put off, we put off, we put off. And so I found that a lot of clients self-sabotaged, which automatically made them procrastinate. And so I took kind of that information, did a lot of research and really came up with a plan to teach this. Um, And so I do it in my eight week program to really just help clients walk through how to get over this negative thought process. Because not to say it doesn't come up, but you need to be self-aware, like you said, on what comes up emotionally, because emotionally, when we're knocked off the horse, we check out completely. And you can't check out of family. You can't check out of your work. You can't check out of your business because nothing then is going to happen. But really what it comes down to is creating a plan so that you can have control over these things. Also really be aware of your emotional state. And so in my program, I walk you through how to overcome self-sabotage and really just become more self-aware of your thought life and how you can combat that with the word of God, but also in general, just really being able to be aware of it. Um, And I walk you through how to create a schedule. I walk you through rest. I walk you through your values. I walk you through how you can create a sustainable plan. How can you start having desired goals of like losing weight, working on your business, having all of those things. And so in the program, I walk you through the mindset piece. I walk you through how to create the schedule, but I also walk you through how does that work with your lifestyle? Because Tatum, you and I have little kids. Mm-hmm. So, but my lifestyle is completely different from a person who has three kids and a husband. Yeah. And so because of that, there's a different level of responsibility. I can't compare myself to them or try to do what they do because we have a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so I walk them through individually what that looks like. So it's more of really mindset and time management all together in once because I find that they were struggling. A lot of clients were struggling within their mental health. They had a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry because of these factors. So. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's been a passion to do it for me because I really have seen a lot of clients get transformation and just really be able to have that control and manage things better, um, mm-hmm. not only for themselves, but also the aspirations that they want to go towards. That's good. And then you're a whole entire therapist. So like you're getting their life together on girl. Yes. Yes. Now I always do say like clients that really see benefit from this program have an outside therapist because they are actively working on it consistently. Cause we're going deep. Like I'm talking to you about, I've had clients tell me stuff that I know they wouldn't tell somebody else. Like I just, I just don't believe in myself. Just like very, very self-defeating things. But these are deep-rooted emotions Mm -hmm. that sit in us and they, they come up in us not showing up. And so I really want to dig into that um, and really help people to know that you can show up. Like Mm -hmm. you just got to get your thought life together um, and really create a practical plan. So that's the program. Um, I've launched it. It is open for enrollment. I only take a site. I really take only a low number of people because I like to keep it intimate. Um, But you get eight weeks with me. You get two one-on-ones with me. Um, You get to have classes with me on a consistent basis. You get check-ins even after the program. Um, So you get a ton of value for what you are getting uh, with me. Yes. Well, tell people where they can sign up. Yeah, so you can sign up at www.showupsis.com. Very simple, very easy. God loves me so much because he he held on to that domain for your girl. And so you can go to showupsis.com and sign up. I only have um, a limited number of spots left, so you can definitely join if you're interested. And I will be closing enrollment soon, so you want to hop on it very quickly. Yes. Well, Rosalind, thank you so much for hanging out with me, for being on the show again. And you'll be back again later. Y'all know. Blessing Boss Up is like a family. We keep our folks in rotation and (laughs) we catch up. Okay. (laughs) Everybody's listening. Make sure you also check out the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Like her podcast is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy because I remember when we started and to see it now, like, Girl, I used to rant. I used to be on there talking for an hour ranting about everything. She did. I'd be like, it's um, more organized. It's great, but I, I need you to put some structure into <laughs> this yes. conversation. Well, thank you, Tatum. I appreciate you, sis. You know I love you forever. Yes, absolutely. So again, check out Therapy as a Christian podcast. Uh, go to showupsis.com to learn more about the program. Join us for our Time with God Challenge within the society. That's at blessedandbossedup.com. I'll put all the links and all the things in the show notes. Thank y'all on YouTube for hanging up with us live. Shout out to Shivali and Delisa who's commented. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, and I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>